1: Warriors lose 132-94. Uh, Brad Wanamaker and Kelly Oubre with some key turnovers. Oh. I mean, that's what that's what it feels like, right? Do you feel like we've gone back in time two years? It feels
2: like that. It, it, I want to say it's worse, but then I remember they lost to the Toronto Raptors by 86 points. Or was it OKC by 95? So, you know, it's just as bad.
1: if, if It's right there, right there. Fun fact... Friend of the show and loyal goon, Mike Mikis, was at the, oh. the game in Tampa where the Raptors beat him by 182. And he was there tonight. So I am proposing, Mike Mikis, you are no longer allowed to go to Warriors games. Nothing personal. You know we love you. Um, but this is how it's gonna have to be. Just how it's gonna have to be. That's disgusting
2: behavior. I, I feel bad for him on one hand, though, by yeah, the way. I, feel I, really, I know, I know he, really bad for him. I know, I know <laughs> so. he uh he wanted to see Steph out there, and uh uh they he got one of I would say it's not the worst loss of the warrior season, not even close to the worst loss, but it, it's it's as bad as they played all season. Yeah, just just miserable from the moment the game started all the way to the it just got worse somehow, and they were down by forty-two points at one point and you know, Draymond played tonight, Clay played tonight, so it's not like – it pool played tonight. So, anyway, it just yeah.
1: – So, let's, let's start with some of the big picture stuff. So, Clay and Draymond and Looney basically got pulled mid-third quarter. Steve Kerr does the polite – we're not making a comeback. I'm not going to run these guys into the ground because we've got a back-to-back tomorrow. And I'm just going to let the kids play through it. And what was like a 15- to 20-point game at that point – Balloon to 30 to 40 with the kids. Uh, it's not like they were playing good before that. It was just one of those coaches' decisions over 82. It's fair to say no Wiggins, uh, obviously no Steph Dante with an illness and Jamichael with COVID. Uh, you know, for a team that's not deep, that's a lot, that's a lot right there, you know. Dante and Wiggins and Jermichael particularly, even though jermichael has been inconsistent, he's better than. Um, he's, been 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 better. he's been playing better.
2: He's been has. playing better. Jamichael's yes, he's.
1: I mean, he's he's more what you expect for the veteran minimum goon than like Otto, who just exceeded expectations. But anyway, um, all that said, shorthanded Dubs, and I feel like there's two things really to talk about with this game. Um, it's the kids. In general and it's kind of like how do the Warriors rebound from it really so let, let's just get to let's get to the kid segment frustrating as it is let's start let's start where everyone wants us to start with james wiseman right now i just want to put this out there i'm officially fed up with with fits i'm tired of it i'm tired of fits Doing the voice thing he does when Steph hits a big shot. Anytime Wiseman doesn't like throw up on himself, Wiseman at the rebound, like that sort of thing. It's so tiresome and it's kind of disrespectful to Wiseman that he just doesn't let him be. He's trying so hard to sell Wiseman as the future that it's it's patronizing. And it's it's unfair to him because the only thing I saw tonight watching James Wiseman is he's played, what, 1,200 minutes of basketball in four years? And there's no chance on earth he can help this team in the playoffs this year. He looks like a multi-year project because he should be because he hasn't played basketball in a few years. And
2: the most depressing thing about all of, about all of this is that I don't know if James Wiseman believes in himself that he Mm -hmm. can be successful on the Golden State Warriors. It's been a very tough road for him on this team. Injury, uh, the team around him being bad, and then now him having to be this type of player where I think he's trying to change himself in the type of player that can help the Warriors and not a player that he's comfortable being. Not that I'm saying he's going to be a good player playing the way that he wants to, but he is just... I, when I watch Moses Moody pump fake from three and not shoot, I'm like, yeah, he does, he's in his head, right? right. Like Steve Kerr yeah. telling him like, not to shoot. When I see Kaminga drive to the basket, then kick it back out, I'm like, that's not what Kaminga wants to do. But I also think those guys still are good enough and have played enough basketball to where, yeah, I could still see Kaminga stay on the floor and be effective. Wasn't tonight, but I can see that. Same with Moses Moody. With James Wiseman, it's like, holy shit. They are asking him to do things that he had never done rebound the basketball. Try to play defense. Catch a basketball. <laughs> they are asking him to do things that he always wants screen. to do, set a set a screen. I could go on and on and on, but you know, you get what I mean. All he wants to do is get the ball, dribble and shoot. It's all he wants to do. And he has never ever ever failed doing that until now, and now he's trying to learn how to play winning basketball. And it's not going to happen this year. It's definitely not happening in the postseason. It's not going to happen next year, like you said. So and 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 now they have to pay him to. And so Fitz has been awful. He's doing his usual stuff. Frankly, I think his his reasoning for trying to sell Wiseman actually turns fans away from him. Because agreed, dude, we see it. It's we see it. We see it.
1: Everybody sees it. He got dunked on by Isaiah Hartenstein's a fine player, but come on, man. Isaiah Hartenstein is on Sam's hipster list of free agent targets every year. Warriors really need him. Warriors really need someone. (laughs) He's like a, he's like a shittier Jacoperto even,
2: but he's like perfect. (laughs) And, and why just getting dunked through the ground by him? It's just like, dude, what are we
1: doing here? He knows, he knows who he is. And that's the thing with Wiseman. He, you, you hit it on the head. Actually. I love that way. You explained it. This is probably the first time in his life. Like just shooting jump shots. Doesn't lead to wins. Um, first time meeting the Warriors experience not like this year specifically and usually when a player hits a level where what they've done in the past doesn't work it takes a while and then it's a question of are you going to adjust or are you just going to be that like losing player I don't think he's hit that level at any stage like when I watch him tell me tell me if you disagree with me do you feel like he's more than two years away from being a winning player at this point? At least, yeah. At yeah. least. He, he strikes me as a guy. I, I think there's a winning player in there. He, he's he's he got the physical tools. Um, effort's not really an issue with him. Like, he definitely runs. No. A, he tries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, he just doesn't really know what to do to impact winning at this level. And, like, it's going to take a while. And, and that's just, you know, tonight was a perfect example of that. He was playing against Jericho Sims who's the third string center for the Knicks getting dunked on Isaiah Hartenstein. It's like, these are guys who and Evan Mobley, um, you know, like high picks who are young dominate because they're ready and that sort of thing. And and he's just not there. And it's, it's that simple. We got a super chat from Solomon's tech saying, why might be worse in the league? I don't know about that. I think the difference is, Wiseman would typically be on Houston, like so people aren't noticing it. But the fact that he's on a team who's trying to defend their title, it looks really bad. Like, imagine um some of those Houston players, like a, a you know maybe a Jalen Green coming in trying to chuck shots with Stephen and, and Pool and stuff next to him. We'd be like, this guy's the worst player in the league. You know, uh, it's it's all about situation in some ways, and and sometimes I I just I just feel like it's He needs to go to a rebuilding team and get like 150 games under his belt.
2: 200, yeah, whatever it is. William Mitchell had a super chat earlier that kind of went right dovetailed into what we're talking about. Uh, Ritter and Fitz doing propaganda for Wiseman has aged everyone except eight years. Uh, Everyone, eight years, except for the guy who actually needs to grow up. I mean, it's, it's, I think that's really the most annoying part because the the, Wiseman isn't the reason that they lost this game. He's not the reason that they lost to Indiana, right? The Warriors have been not good this season. Now, is his roster spot one of the reasons why the Warriors don't have a veteran player? I would say yes. I mean, he gets paid a lot of money to to be very bad, and I think the Warriors could have other players in that role or just other people in that role, right? So I think that's now when we talk about in the future, everybody's all you know us included talking about the trade deadline. It's are you just are you just going to roster roster dump that spot? Because how are you? How on God's green earth are you paying him twelve million? And then you're paying the taxes that go along with that. How is the other option? Just dumping? And even, Draymond's contract, Clay's contract. Who's taking Clay's contract. Andrew Wiggins not going anywhere. Step like what out of those options. He's got that con. He's got that number. Is he not the guy that you have to get rid of if you want to save money?
1: Or, or let's say Joe Lacob's like, I want to see this through. I'm going to bite the tax and I'm going to try to acquire win. Now help another way. Who are you getting for a veteran minimum midseason who can help this team? Sometimes you luck into an auto porter and a Bielitsa and like belly for all the stuff. It, this team could use belly right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of uh, it's one of those tough, it's one of those tough uh questions. Like, I can see why the words are like. You know, I get it, he's not gonna help us now, but like we just don't want to throw it away because he could help us in two years. But on the other hand, you kind of have an obligation to help the team now. And I'm not seeing how they can um how they can find a player without giving up something they want. Uh, we didn't even talk about Moses Moody. That's another player potentially. You know, what do you think of Moody's game today? I, I was like you said, pump faking a little bit, still just kind of a work in progress, really the best way to put it. I I think so.
2: I think there's there's NBA like that's a guy that I know is going to be the NBA. Like wise, I'm not sure. Like, is he going to be in the NBA four years from now? Most Moody, I know, but I I think we may have thought that he has higher IQ than 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 I think he actually does. Um, and I, and I think that he, for example, missed a wide open clay early third just. Misses a wide open clay in the corner for a three that every good Warriors wing makes. Livingston makes that play. Andre makes that play. Otto Porter makes that play. JTA makes that play. Every good Warriors wing slash big in their career makes that pass. And I just saw Moses Moody shoot that above the break and absolutely clank it. So it's unless you're a Clay Thompson, pass the ball right. And just that's just an example. It's just one play, but I think that tells me that he's just not smart enough to play right now. Uh, the Warriors might not have any choice but to just play him because it's not like the, the Warriors might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Like this iteration of the Warriors might be one of the dumbest version of the Warriors I've ever seen. So it's like they, they gotta play him. But I, I just I think I thought he was gonna be smarter than this. I think the talent is still there. He can still shoot. He can handle a bit. He's still pretty long. He might be able. He has some defensive potential. But I thought he's gonna be smarter. He's not. So. Like, it feels like Jonathan Kuminga has a better feel for the game than him, which I think if you're going into the season,
1: definitely did not expect that. I will say Kuminga over the last month has got a consistent 20 minutes per game, Um, you know, give or take. Some games is like 15, some games 25, but he's got consistent run and you do see the confidence building, uh, the passings, you know, he's feeling more comfortable as a playmaker. Sometimes a little too comfortable, but um, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to figure it out. And part of me does wonder if Moody. It's just rough when you don't get consistent minutes because he's, he is not a low IQ player. He's just a, he's a young guy. Who's probably thinking too much right now. We got another super chat. Good point. Karima here tied to this. I'll read it. Moody was a bit up and down. However, I still see something in there and I believe you can be a positive contributor.
2: Whether that's the case, it's this year, or this postseason. I think not sure, but positive contributor, absolutely. I don't think he's going anywhere. Like, I like is he's is he someone that the Warriors would have to attach to get a player? Like maybe, but I just I, I don't think he's going anywhere. So I, the problem is Steve's got to play those guys. What do you think about Steve? You pointed this out earlier. What do you think about Steve throwing the second timeline out on the court together? <laughs> he had Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, and then Ryan Rollins and and uh, Patrick Baldwin together, and then they went down. They essentially went on like a uh, the Knicks went on like a twenty two to zero run when those guys got out there. What you think about that?
1: Pretty funny. I think yeah, and I think <laughs> I think it's kind of like a let's be real, guys. We can do this and not defend our title, or you can make a tough call and we can defend our title, and that's kind of what it comes down to. Love they it. they love to. It annoyed me. Pretty heavily when joe Jacob and and Myers tried to victory lap how their two timeline plan won a title when none of those um young guys played in the playoffs last year um and now they're faced with the reality of kind of like tough decisions have to be made either you pull a rabbit out of your hat and find a veteran who can help in the playoffs or like you might have to give up a young guy um or two yeah it, it, who knows but like my my point is they're They're dealing with more of of common reality, which is like it's hard to do both things at the same time and and decisions need to be made. And, you know, we can debate them. But like the the reality is you're you're doing a disservice to the main timeline with the second timeline. And in some ways, you're doing a disservice to the second timeline with the main timeline, too. You know,
2: actually, that's so true, actually, mm -hmm. because at this point, you're you're wasting James Wiseman's developmental years. You're wasting, mm-hmm. and it's not just Wiseman. You're wasting. Moody, Moody could be getting
1: you. 25 minutes per game on an average team in the NBA. On a, um, I mean, do you not think the Sacramento Kings would play? And they're they have a better record than the Warriors, by the way. Do you not think they would play Moody if 20 minutes a game? You know, yeah.
2: Orlando so, Magic, you know, OKC. Sure. You don't think he'd be playing for OKC right now? Like, just you don't you don't think Josh Giddy would get jo- Boz Moody like eight
1: wide open threes? He just stands in the corner. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of teams he could play for. You don't think the Lakers could use him? Well, rebuilding, rebuilding um tanking teams. <laughs>
2: who, I'm trying to think of who's in a worse place. Uh the Warriors or the Lakers this this season cuz man,
1: I think it's probably the Lakers right now just because this AD injury seems a lot worse uh than they're letting on. Like and, reevaluated
2: uh, in a month, like geez, is he out for? Is he out for the season? They're not.
1: It's 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 Eesh. it might be a two it might be a two month injury for him, and they're oh, not man. good. But you know, whereas that segue segue God Oof. Andy Lou, we got a little Steph Curry update in the broadcast. Steph Curry on TNT discussing his rehab. I'm still early in the healing process. I'm nowhere near picking up basketball. It'll be a few weeks, I think, maybe till the end of the year. I'll start to key in on a timeline after that. Um, so none of this is new. It kind of ties to what I was thinking, but a couple dates to call out. The Warriors have a eight game homestand, which will go from Christmas to January 10th. And then they hit the road on the 13th of January. And to me, it seems like Steph's return will either be at the very end of that homestand yep. or the beginning of the road trip. Yep. Um, so it, it kind of sucks because that's a very easy homestand. That's one that if Steph and the roster were healthy, we'd say seven and one. And now it's going to be a little more of like five and three, hopefully. Like let's survive type of thing. And I really do think they can go five and three if Poole and Wiggins and Draymond and those guys are healthy. But it's going to be a little more of a dogfight, uh, whereas that should have been the moment where they like went on a run to get to yeah. like the three, four seed.
2: Yeah. Yep. Which is fine. Which I think is fine. The season is not is not over. So I think it means that Steph's going to be out for a month going into that. And if you can go five and three with Steph making maybe his return at the last game, uh then you go into that road trip after that at what? Right at five hundred? A game under five hundred. It's not terrible, but we got, a, we got a super chat from Walter here.
1: What do we got? <laughs> Games like this cause PTSD for longtime Warriors fans. Shout out my guy, McWalter's longtime Warrior fan. I am certain the fans aren't ready for hashtag weak for Wemby, hashtag suck for scoot, hashtag all in for a man, hashtag clank for Cam. Um, for Andy, who's less of a draft nerd than me, those are your projected top four picks. Who's <laughs> oh. Cam? Who's can't what more? Uh,
2: I know, uh, I know, I know. Amen is it Amen or Amen? Like I know, I know him. I've seen Ahmed, him. He's the yeah. he's the
1: athletic twin, right? He's one of the he's, one of the, he's the ball he's the one who's more of a, a point guard. But yeah, um, or just a ball handler. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, um, you know what, McWalters love you, but we're not doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we go toy. to? What do we go to? Um, we, we got a lot of voicemails. I feel like, you know what? Sometimes you don't need to overcomplicate it. Tim, let's, let's get them going.
2: Goon voice. Yo, yo, up.
1: yo. End of the third. Knicks. This is
2: atrocious.
3: This is awful. God help us. Jesus. The athleticism
4: of Wiseman. This is totally in his bag. This is just, this showing is just
1: disgusting. Ugh. Oh, what a, what a disgrace. And to do it in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball is just absolutely pathetic. Even though we don't have hardly any of our players playing, just absolutely horrendous effort. Just god awful. Down
4: 90-75.
1: Jeez. Ugh. Oh, can't believe this. Thanks guys. You're the best. McWalters with the call. Back to back super chat calls from McWalters. I appreciate it. It got worse, buddy. Ninety seventy five was a high point this game. Not gonna lie. Um, Tim, let's hit the next one.
3: Hey, Sam and Andy, this is Ebony. Um, that was. I'm not even disappointed at this point. I'm just like, what can we do to fix it? And what would what do you guys think of t v j like coming in over Wiseman or lamb um I just think he he could figure it out faster than both of those players not that lamb is terrible, but come on um wiseman uh dot 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 i mean absolute yikes situation um I don't know if he'll ever be an NBA player. I, I get the whole seven-foot thing, but come on. Come on. You could at least stand up in the paint, bro. And he just, like, why are you, why are you a seven-footer diving on the floor, like, without without the ball? Like, no, there was no contact. He just, like, fell. It was weird. Anyways, just want to hear your thoughts on PBJ uh, coming off the bench before Lamb. And Wiseman, but thank y'all. Y'all have a good night.
2: I want to talk about Baldwin for a second. Appreciate the uh, call, Ebony. By the way, but yeah, I dude, he's gonna be an NBA player. He's yes. giving me huge Moses Moody vibes in that. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he won't be. You're gonna bury like him. shot's <laughs> so kind of weird. And I don't know why he shoots. Like it feels like he shoots from his left side pocket into his right. Like it's like a crossbody thing. It's he's gonna have to fix that. Uh, but it's a good shot. Uh, it's like Moe's booty where it's like, dude, that shot is really slow. You're gonna have to curry that thing up. But it's a good shot. It goes in. Same with Baldwin. Dude, he's big. He's pretty smart defensively. You can see that he knows where to be. He's probably just a little bit too slow right now. Uh, he can pass a little bit. He's dude. He's gonna be a player. Uh again, the issue is when is that gonna happen? Is that gonna be it's not gonna be this year, is it gonna be next year, it's a year after. So no idea when that's gonna happen. Steve might hate him for no reason for a couple weeks, like he's done with Moses Moody, right? So to your point, but yeah, huge Moses Moody vibe, man. Like this kid is gonna be he's gonna be on if, if he's gonna be on the Warriors, he's gonna be a very good player for the Warriors. And uh I would I don't know if I'd rather see him versus other guys, but Sam, I've seen all I needed to see, and I've seen like maybe ten minutes of him to tell you that he's gonna be
1: good. I I really like PBJ. I think the combination of size, shooting ability, and feel like it's very hard to not imagine he is at least like an old man auto porter for a decade. You know what I mean? Where it's like every team could, use, like a George Niang, like every team could use a guy like that where they're like 6'9, 6'10, they'll, they'll hit open shots and they're smart enough to like play within a team, right? That's like his low end, as far as I'm concerned. I think he's going to be good. Um, my concern uh, to Ebony's point is, I mean, he's another teenager, or he might be twenty. But like, my my point is, this team needs a veteran. They don't need another kid out there. Like, would I be okay with him getting minutes over, um, Wiseman? Sure, but it's 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 just trading one kid for another, as far as I'm concerned. I think they need to, to find a way and maybe it's a buyout. Maybe it's a trade. I I don't know. But like, I just don't see an internal option on this roster to fix it. Uh, Patrick Baldwin's a rookie who's 19 or 20. Wiseman might as well be a rookie. He's 21. Jamichael is what he is, which is kind of energy goon. And Anthony Lamb's a two way guy, they stumbled into in mid October. And I think he's overexceeded everyone's expectations, but like he still is what he is. Um, they need someone more reliable for a playoff run, and and it's just, it doesn't exist on this roster. That's just, yeah. that's where I come down on it.
4: Correct. Sammy, Andy, how are you,
1: boys? Um, I don't know when you're going to play this, but I just wanted to get it off my
4: chest. Still in the Knicks Warriors game, but I hope everyone's fucking proud of themselves for the product edition out now, because I'd like you, Sammy, on the next show to count how many actual dead roster spots, in your opinion, do we have? Because By my count now, based off watching this fucking shit, we've got about six or seven. So, and you basically, like you've said all along, you and Andy have said, there's basically a pissing contest going on between Bob Myers and fucking Steve Kerr. Steve's obviously going, well, I'm not going to play these guys, so fuck you. And then, you know, everyone's proud of themselves. Everyone wants to fucking have their little hot takes and little, you know, fucking footsteps on their commentary. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. So like I said the last time I called you, blokes. When are we going to get fucking serious about a team now that was the defending champions last year and now it just sends everyone to start i Well, it's going to cop being a fucking mediocre cuck side. So, again, I just want to talk about that again because only enough heat's been put on by certain media members and certain whatever. But, yeah, let's let's have a chat because I'm not really fucking happy with the performance today because clearly we're going to punt tomorrow too and Durant's going to put up 45-50 and fucking do the DX fucking symbol on us. So, anyway, cheers, boys. <laughs>
1: Hey, no lies told by Luke. I mean, it's, it's come on, man. Let's, uh, let's get serious. Is actually, maybe I'll title that. That'll be this episode's title. Let's get serious. Sammy. Just, just a bunch of, bunch of children. Let's get some adults. Let's get serious. All right, Tim, let's get to that. Actually, we got a, we got a super chat before we get to the next one. If you throw it up there, I'm trying to find it. I can read it out. It's from Paratosh. Let's throw it on the screen. Um, From Paratosh. Don't think they're going to make a trade this season. Not because front office doesn't want to right now, but I don't think the kids have any real value. It's true. The guy that has value is
2: Kaminga. If you're a smart team, you want to go in there and you're like, well, the Warriors are desperate. I'm going to go get myself Kaminga. Warriors, I could trade Kaminga. I could trade Kaminga.
1: We'll take Wiseman if you throw in Kaminga. You know, it's, like that's to,
2: that's the phone call they're probably getting all the time, uh, all the time. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about like they don't want them. And the thing with the Warriors is they're also not making a margin trade. Anytime the Warriors make a trade, it's never unless it's a dump, salary dump. Like they're not gonna make a trade for a vet guy. Like I'm telling you right now, you brought in, you brought up Kelly Olynyk, not happening. They'd rather hold, <laughs> they'd rather hold on. You know what I mean? Like they're holding on to that stock rather than trading low for for a, for a veteran guy the, the the trade that they did for angel wiggins like you could see the vision you could see like even though i wasn't happy about it you could see the hey he's an athletic used to be a number one pick two-way wing like if we can deal was
1: Dilo is a max guy exactly it was just kind of like we're, we're 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 shaking this up it's not like um yeah and we get a pick ironically get
2: <laughs> to get Kaminga, so like that's the type of trait that they do. So if you if you see them make that like it would be for an upside, like it's not gonna be for like, even a Yakapurto, I don't even know
1: what they do that. So all right, let's let's keep it going to the next. Oh, oh, yeah. awesome. I think this is a lost season. Nothing will change my mind until a fundamental roster change or when clay stops being selfish. Ooh, we've we talked talk roster, clay. so let's talk clay.
0: Yeah. I
2: look, man. Is there anything about Clay that we don't know? Tweeted this the other day. People are just like, oh, he's making the right decision on this play, and maybe he's gonna say, like, No, he's kind of he's always been the same guy. He's gonna take a bunch of dumb shots. Uh, sometimes he'll make the right pass if the game goes the right way because he's playing with Steph and and the game's going well, so he'll make the right plays. But in games like this where they jump out to Knicks jump out to a big lead and the Warriors are playing from behind and Clay's kind of forcing it, that's what you get. The real downside is not really the decision making. The real downside to me is like, dude, he is cooked defensively. It is like he's not just not good; he's bad. Like now you have two guys, Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson, that can't play defense.
1: It is ugly. Yeah, he's moving like he's moving like me these days. That's oh. not. It's not good. Nah, it's, that's that's or disrespectful me. to or disrespectful me. to Clay, but but you guys get the vision here, old man type stuff. All right, Tim, let's keep moving. moving.
3: Hello, Sam and Andy. (laughs) I really want to be positive on this one. So this is a positive message. I think it's time. Well, I actually know it's time. We have to trade Wiseman. I don't care who takes him. Just get him away from us. I feel bad, yet I don't. He's got to go. And we probably lose to Brooklyn tomorrow night. And I can't even believe I'm just saying that already. Um, hey, you guys have a wonderful show tonight. I'll be watching. Bye.
1: Always appreciate you, Kareem. And if we don't get a chance to chat with you, I hope you have a happy holidays. Um, I think we've kind of hit on it. It does, it does feel like they just – just, let's cut it, you know? You, you pick him. You're a clown show in the play-in. He gets hurt. You win a title. He's back. Back to clown show. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not saying it's all his fault. I'm just saying, you know, uh, we both come from cultures which believe in, like, luck and, you know, different types of of, of various, like, voodoo. Sometimes you gotta just you gotta just follow the vibes a little bit. Free it. Just just free it. Just <laughs> free the spirit.
2: Just free it. <laughs> just it's enough. Enough. If he goes somewhere else and becomes you know, Victor Womanyama, let it be. Just let it be.
1: Let's keep well, I think we've got a ton of voicemails today. Let's keep going. James Wiseman Yeah, okay. Dude, his highlights are crazy. Wiseman are- the
5: worst. Player we've ever seen on this team while we're trying to condense debate. Also, should we storm Chase Center? Thanks.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what we're not doing. We are not storming Chase Center on an empty stomach. Got myself some Pacific Catch tonight, had some dumplings. Feeling good. That's why I'm smiling, even after the Warriors lost by 38 points. Guys, it's just basketball, but good dumplings, dude.
2: dude. <laughs> by the way, I appreciate everyone uh, uh, since it is the the uh, Pacific Catch Light Years post game show. Appreciate everyone that sends us pictures of um of them going to Pacific Catch. It is, uh, dude. I feel I feel blessed. Pacific Catch is like 10 blocks away from where I grew up. It's like 10 blocks away where I lived for a couple of years. And now it's 10 blocks away from where I live in the peninsula. Pacific Catch is everywhere. It's ubiquitous, Samuel. It's
1: amazing. They are, by the way, amazing at picking good real estate so that they're always near you wherever you need to be in the Bay Area. But I will say um, it is good. And it did make me feel better during a game that made me feel very angry. So let's get to the next one, Tim.
4: Hey yo, Sam and Andy, yo. Uh I, I heard you talking trash about uh Randall last week. Uh get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this guy and that Quentin Grimes man is pretty fucking good.
1: Uh shout out to who do we think that was? <laughs> is that friend of the show?
2: Uh, resident Resident New Year's Nick, New York New Year's New York Year Knicks fan, Jason Buford. Is
1: that him? I don't think that's Buford. No. Okay. Yeah, I thought voice, that was him. The voice lacked Melanin. <laughs> just, just being real with you. you know? By
2: the way, by the way, um, I actually didn't know the mm. Knicks were on a seven game win streak coming into this game, and it just makes me I like when the Knicks are good because Knicks fans are great and they're hilarious. Um now they're on an eight game winning streak, but let me tell you. For the Knicks fans that listen to the podcast, it never ends well for you. It never does. It never <laughs> does. It definitely won't if Jer- Julius Randle is wearing But, hey, we, J- Jalen Brunson is pretty great, though. He's pretty great.
1: I'm, I'm a Quentin Grimes guy. Quentin Grimes guy. Sorry. Ugh. Um, Can appreciate it. But Andy is correct. You guys will only suffer under Dolan. Let's get to the next call. Hey, guys. I just want to know. What? is the front office doing right now? Like, are they just like, do they go in every day and they
4: just sit from nine to five doing nothing twiddling their thumbs? Because what we watch tonight, the result doesn't really matter. Knicks won seven in a row before tonight. We're out three of our top seven, but holy cow, the next few years are going to be bleak.
1: And this year, Is looking bleaker by the second. I just, I need to know what is going on. Um, Shout out to you guys. You guys are the best.
2: What do you, uh, what do you think Kirk does all day in the office, Sam? What do you think he does? He's he's (laughs) charting out trade. Like he's on the trade machine. He's throwing out four teamers. Well, well,
1: Fitz let us know during the Toronto game that Kent texts him from you know Transylvania scouting (laughs) the next smiley that was the weirdest thing I've ever is like, I got, I got texts from a warrior scout in Europe. Well,
0: no whoa. one
1: works, no one works harder. And then Kalina's like, is it Kent? <laughs> like, I'm not going to expose that. It's just like, I'm like, Oh,
0: dude, it I, killed me.
2: It was so cringe. Kalina snitching <laughs> on him on live TV was the funniest. Shit.
1: Was, <laughs> you could you could tell, you could tell Kalina like, oh, just please, please just don't do this. You know, that's all. Anyway. um, I think we hit on a little we hit on this topic before, so let me gonna keep going. But Tim, let's get to the next one.
5: <laughs> um hi Sam and Andy. This is a longtime listener. Um occasional caller. Um I don't know if you guys are gonna read my take because or listen to it because it's very negative. Huh? Well, we're here. <laughs> But I really feel as if we've wasted our number two pick on arguably the worst player in the NBA. And I simply don't understand how someone can be a negative 29 in 20 minutes. I think it's a remarkable accomplishment in the worst possible way. And I think the fact that we're hinging our so-called second timeline and future on someone that doesn't know how to box out or rebound or catch a pass or play basketball in any level is frankly ridiculous. I think I would be much more inclined to feel positively towards a Mr. James Wiseman. If the front office wasn't so hyper fixated on his. Abilities and I say abilities with quotation marks because I. Frankly, at this point, don't see it. Um, I don't know. It's just incredibly frustrating to know that we're. Paying a player nine million dollars when we have essentially. Five dead roster spots. And I think everything that's been happening is kind of a consequence of that um, or a consequence rather of Mr. Lake of hubris and arrogance. I think it's frustrating to watch in regular season and I think it is very deeply concerning um, should playoff time come around and we don't have a trade or get someone on the buyout market. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. <laughs> This was a disgusting loss. um I'm happy I stopped watching in like the third quarter.
2: Wow hey did oh. you know did you know did you know why it was a minus twenty nine tonight It's impressive actually, as she was saying, it's impressive.
1: I mean, I was charting it you know <laughs> you know me i got I got my clipboard out, and I only had him at minus twenty five so I'm gonna wait for the official box score nah it's it's <laughs> It sounds about right. I mean, they were in the 15, the minus 15 range for a while. Then they put the, the kids out there and it was just blowout city. Um I think everyone's just check. kind of saying the same thing though. It's just like enough. We got we got one of the five best players of all time. Not I'm tired of I'm tired of doing the oh, is Steph top 10? No, bro, he's top five. Stop lying. Kareem's not better than him. Tim Duncan's not better than him. Uh, Shaq's not. Like, all these guys are not better than him. Maybe maybe LeBron and Jordan, those guys are better than him. Yeah. But, like, the list is short. He's currently playing, like, the best version of himself, save the shoulder injury. Just go for it. Enough with this, like, convoluted two-timeline plan. None of those kids are going to be Steph. Honestly, you might sign the best free agent in basketball in five years. He still won't be Steph. It's just not how it works. I mean, you can win the lottery this season, get one of the greatest prospects since uh,
2: since Anthony Davis and or LeBron James. And Shit. I assure you, I assure
1: you, he has a 1% chance of being as good as Steph Curry. Anthony Davis is actually a perfect example. Anthony Davis is the most sure thing prospect I can think of in the last 15 years. And... And he's he's, good. he's actually he's good. He's yeah, he was um, he won a title. He was the best player on a title team, maybe second best. Um, he, if he's healthy, he's a superstar. It's that simple. He's still on stuff. That's the point. But like, close, not even close. <laughs> no, he's he's done everything. He's been amazing. There's nothing wrong with him in any capacity. There's just levels to it. Anyway, let's get to the next one. Oh, we got a super chat. Let's do this first, then we'll get to the next one from Voodoo Child. Young players exist in Memphis and New Orleans. Young winning players. You know, yeah, young winning. That's a great point. So I do think it's fair to say Steve Kerr, not the best development coach in the NBA. No, um, I'm close. <laughs> not even close. So so there's two things going on. One, majority of those young players on those teams are uh, as Fitz likes to say three- and four-year college players. <laughs> um, but taking that aside, I, I objectively speaking, Steve Kerr is not a great development coach. He's not good at balancing the two. It's not his strength. Uh, it's never been his strength. I don't think he lies about it being his strength. No, no. I, I just, I, I my, my question for you is, you know you have a formula that works with Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, and versatility around it. Is it not good enough to just try to fit that formula and win another title? Or do you have to like prove you can be more?
2: Part of it is some of the players there are better. Like some of those mm-hmm. young guys are maybe better. But, I, you know, I'm looking at Memphis playing right now, by the way, they're getting mollywhopped by the Nuggets. But like Zaire Williams comes to mind. Like Zaire Williams is a really young athletic win. I mean, like that guy's Kaminga, basically. He's just a really athletic By the way, he's, that...
1: he's not playing a lot for them.
2: And that's so I point. think, yeah, I, you know. So I think it's it's some of its front office, some of its coaching, some of it's also expectations. Memphis and New Orleans don't have the expectation that they need to win anything. Those teams, if Memphis makes it to the Western Conference Finals this season, that's a success. If New Orleans have, makes,
1: they don't it, have yeah. one of the they don't have one of the five greatest of all time. No, in maybe, maybe are his window. Yeah, pressure. maybe not.
2: Jaw's yeah. gonna be great though, but I don't think he's ever gonna be. You know, he, his his peak is his like. Stratosphere is maybe more Russ, right? Or D Rose rather than Steph. And, and I, in and New Orleans, same thing, right? Like, if they make it to the second round of the West, if the Western Conference, like, like hey, great, he, round great. of applause, great, yeah. right? And, uh, I mean, honestly, Brandon Ingram's the can stay healthy. Jesus, that team just can't stay healthy. So, expectations are different. And they've gone through coaches to do that, right? Like, Memphis has gone through different coaches to get there. And, um, I don't know. I th- I think it's different, but to to your thing, I, like Zaire Williams played a lot last season, and I thought he was pretty good uh, for for what he was as a raw prospect. Yeah, sure. And this season, he's just not, and he's just he's just maybe not there yet. Like they like I don't know. They've got other guys, but anyway, let- let's keep it. We've we've got a few more, I think, Sam or or Tim. Tim, we've got a few more, right? So let's rip through these. Yeah,
1: let's rip through.
4: How much for Siva High, Luke? That's how. <laughs> How desperate I am. How much for Steve Ohio? Name, name, your, name your price. <laughs> City Knickerbockers, name your price. Down bad.
2: That's down bad. That's, dude, that's down bad.
1: Till the next one. <laughs> that's
4: down bad, man. This is Connor, long time listener. Uh, first time caller. Just sorry. Uh, sorry with the noise. Walking on Lincoln Boulevard here. Man, um, just watched the Knicks game. This is rough. The worst part about it isn't even that we're losing. Obviously, it is. Big part of it. Worst part is we're playing the same every time we lose. There's nothing new to talk about. There's no hot takes. We know what the problems are. They're not getting fixed. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else we can do when the solutions are just right in front of us and nothing changes. Um, You tell me. I don't know.
2: Uh, all right, I'm gonna go get drunk. See you later. I mean the shit. Hey Sam, do you know what's on Lincoln Boulevard? By the way, do you know what else is on Lincoln Boulevard? Pacific Catch, baby. Pacific Catch. All right, let's go. Let's 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 uh, I
1: everyone get yourself some ramen tonight. If you're listening in the morning, 6 a.m. ramen, totally, <laughs> totally acceptable. All right, let's get to the next call, Timmy. Hey
5: Sam. Hey Andy. Megan here. You know what I didn't like about what Wiseman did tonight was that he came up from the G League to New York and just played all casual, like no big deal. Man, it's almost insulting. He needs to quit playing like a scrunched up praying mantis and like, I don't know, get some dog in him. There's like no dog. Like when that x-ray is going to come up, it shows a dog in a chest. There's going to be marshmallows in there. Just no dog.
1: Marshmallows. <laughs> oh, I mean. So
2: it 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 feels like because we're ready to get out of here. We're gonna we're gonna run this back tonight. Uh, tomorrow night after the Nets game, it feels like James Wiseman has become the the. Banner, scapegoat, whatever it is you want to call it, of the second timeline not working out. I think he's become the face of that not working out. Whether that's not fair or not, I think doesn't matter because that's the guy you drafted with the second overall pick. That's the guy after three seasons, two and a half. He goes out there. He's completely unplayable. You bring him back from the G League, same thing. Is he the reason why? you're a team that's this bad? No. But is he the reason and the face of why the second timeline isn't working? Sam, I think that's where people's frustration comes from. I think that's what it is. And I think that's completely fair.
1: You're correct, my friend. You're correct. This is what the people want to see. They just want to see dog. They want to see dog x-rays. Kuminga, there's some dog there why no one's criticizing him even though i don't think he played a particularly good game tonight no. i think it was a little reckless and it's it's a lot of the coming experience there's um just just young and sloppy that sort of stuff anyway we'll leave here we appreciate every one of you who called and more than anything we appreciate those of you who ordered the catch tonight i <laughs> gotta have a good one